So in my previous life, in my previous work life, uh, I was serving churches throughout uh, our part of the world. And uh, on this one particular night, one of the things I helped do was in times of pastoral transition. Mm. And uh, it was about this time where I was introduced to the, a lot of the work, and we've used the language of faith walking previously, where uh, I was engaging in faith walking and I was working with churches mm. on transformational processes uh, that involved some of the emotional maturity kind of work, the awareness and some of this kind of stuff. And um, one of the things um, that leadership teams would do was, was share with their congregation or, or with their leadership teams what it was that they were learning mm. on this journey. Yeah. And so today we want to talk about anxiety. And um, this uh, the pastor has left, he's moved on, and so now I'm meeting with this leadership team for the first time and their church's learning change team was gonna come and present what they were learning about anxiety. Mm. And so the elder of the elders, or the eldest of the elders, yeah. and I are having a conversation. He's the lead elder on this church board at the time. He said, they're gonna come and talk to us about anxiety. I don't wanna talk about anxiety. Mm. If you think that you're anxious or you're certainly gonna be anxious, anxiety is a self-fulfilling prophecy and I, mm. I'm saying it really fast. Yeah. Because that's how he was talking. Yeah. He was all stirred up with the idea that, boy, if, if I think or if I learn about anxiety, yeah. then I'm, then I'm gonna be riddled with anxiety and internally I'm saying, yeah. bro. Yeah. You might be the most anxious leader I've ever been around. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, Kurt Busch. Uh, you just heard from my friend and partner, uh, in Brimstone Coaching Group, Chris Godfordson. Uh, we just want to say thanks for joining us in the podcast today. Um, yeah, we want to talk about anxiety today. Hmm. Um, Chris, I wonder if I can kick it back to you just for a second. Would you want to say a little more, like, how, how would you define anxiety? What's, what are we talking about here? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it, for, in, in, from our perspective, what we want to say about anxiety is that it's simply this, that anxiety is an intense emotional response to an actual or a perceived threat. It, we're, we're not talking about clinical diagnosis of, yeah, yeah. of anxiety disorders. Yeah. We're just yeah. naming the fact that there is anxiety everywhere. Yeah. It's ubiquitous. It's not right. It's not wrong. It yeah. just is. Yeah. And, and we all have anxious responses to situations that come up in our lives. Sometimes there's actually a threat. Somebody has a gun to my head. There's a threat. Yeah. Yeah. Other times I just make meaning out of a situation mm. that is probably more a perceived threat than an actual threat. Yeah. Regardless, actual or perceived, something happens in us and we are not our best selves. We don't do our best thinking. We respond yeah. in ways that aren't helpful. Yeah. Um, is there anything you would add? Um, I don't think so. I, I always like 
saying that this is that we're not referring to the clinical side of things. I, I think sometimes I'm maybe over careful to make sure mm -hmm. that people aren't hearing us say, you know, if 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 you just be, became more self-aware, that would make your clinical anxiety go away, which is certainly not. We're yeah, separating. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. We're separating those two. Um, I wonder, would you be willing to say more about a perceived threat? Yeah, I and, think I think I would. Yeah. Uh, you know, so so the language I used to, in, in defining is like sometimes I think we're meaning making machines. If I yeah. haven't said that previously, yeah. I'm saying it now, where we take in information based on our previous life experiences or things we've learned, and then we per, we have a perception of another person or a situation. And normally this stuff is happening so fast yeah. that we don't really have all of yeah. the information. Yeah. So, so then for me, it becomes uh, a perceived threat. And well, if that, so if that's true or if that's going to happen now, that sets me on to yeah. patterns of behavior that I've probably have done for a really long time yeah because yeah. The, the the perceived threat you know so if it's an emotional response I'm going to do something to protect myself yeah. at all costs yeah if it's the person with a gun to my head or if I'm telling myself a story about something that's going on the, the perceived threat yeah. is most often most true yeah um, it, it's a perception yeah without having all of the information yeah yeah I, I like to think of this for me as as this this thing or this perception probably was a threat at some point in my life mm -hmm. that needed me to respond a certain way sure um, that needed that emotional response to protect me from what was real probably at one time when I was younger uh, but now it just hangs on mm. just hangs on and the 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 threat is probably not what I think it is, or what my response thinks it is. Or maybe not as significant yeah. as it once was. Do you, yeah. Would you have an example? Yeah, man, um, yes. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I shared this. I forget what I shared. I understand, it's okay. Um, Chances are somebody's just dropping in today. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I. I remember early in my childhood, I don't late elementary, early middle school, I remember the phrase said to me, imagine how good you'd be if you try or if you applied yourself uh, or asserted or like, yep. you know, like gave your gave more effort. Yeah. So what's the threat? Yeah. The threat was that I'm, I'm not good enough doing what I currently am doing, mm -hmm. that I just constantly have to like give effort above and beyond that, that you know, really at the time I, d I didn't know what that meant. Like in that moment, my response, my verbal response was, I'm giving everything I know how to give. So in the moment, like yeah. my response needed to protect myself from this feeling of like uh, not being enough there. Like I needed a response mm -hmm. to say, no, time out. Like what's what's real? What's going on? But, but now, even as an adult, this phrase still like triggers in me yeah. um, when the person the person I'm interacting with or the situation I'm in isn't, isn't the voice that said, man, imagine how good you'd be. 
but my emotional response doesn't know that. Yeah. My emotional response feels like I'm right back there, mm. having having someone say to me, "Man, imagine <clears throat> if you could just try a little harder. Imagine if you could just do a little better. Imagine you could just study a little more. Yeah. Then you'd be enough." Yeah. Right? Um, the, that's just not a real threat. Whereas, yeah. whereas oftentimes I I will have an immediate response that's telling me this is a real threat. Yeah. Right. So the, the getting to the balcony allows me to see that this is perceived mm-hmm. more than more than actual. Yeah. This isn't a toddler running into the road. Right. This yeah. isn't a real threat. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So we talk about there being a couple kinds of anxieties. Yeah. A couple of. Yeah. I think that's how I want to say it. Would you would you help the listener understand the the. I think the different kinds of anxiety that we think about. Yeah. So we, we would use the words acute and chronic. Mm. So toddler running into the road, someone with a gun at your head, robbing you, whatever. These yeah. are acute. These are things that pop up in the moment and they, they require a response. If my toddler, I don't have a toddler, but if I had a toddler who's running in the road, yeah. like I have to respond. Yeah, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. There's an actual threat There's here. an actual threat right now that needs, that needs my attention. Uh, chronic, we would say, is uh, I heard someone refer to this being like the low rumble in our mm, lives. Yep. Um, that's always present, kind of under the surface. Um, and this chronic anxiety is what ties back to all these previous threats that that maybe were acute. Yeah. At one point. Yep. Right. But now have become a little a little less acute. Sure. And and they've just kind of settled in, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> waiting to come back up. Um, I, I, I have a, a, an example for you. A number of months ago, Chris, uh, Scooter's Coffee was giving away free drip coffee. Okay. Okay. Uh, which is great. The whole, a whole month you can get free coffee. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. I didn't know about this? I don't know. Anyway. That's a good question. Um, so he, here's, here's how this would go down. I'd go through the drive-thru and I'd order the coffee and you get up to the window and they just hand the coffee right? No, you don't pay anything. Well, I pay for scooters through the app. Okay. Um, and I don't care, like I don't have cash. Um, I don't know, I don't know what our audience or what you think about tipping in these situations. Uh, I am a tipper in general. Um, I, I, I found myself, this is chronic anxiety. I found myself the first time going up at this window thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to tip this person because they don't scan the app yeah. There's an, and, and I don't have any cash. So I'm going to take this money from a person or I'm going to take this coffee yeah. and just drive away. What is this person going to think of me? Mm. Right. The threat was this person is going to think I'm cheap. This person is going to think I, I don't value them. Yeah. This person is going to talk poorly about me the second I drive away. Yeah. So the chronic anxiety for me was should I order like a cookie? Like should I order something and then yeah. I have to use the app? Sure. Or yep. can I allow myself to, to, to say what's true is like, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm going to drive away and they're going to say something really negative. And none of it's true. <laughs> like, I do. Well, maybe it is true. And <laughs> if, if they did talk about you when yeah. you drove away, what, what is the worst thing that could happen? Right. Uh, the worst thing that can happen, like there's, there's not really a, like the worst thing is they say it. Yeah. And we all go about our day. It does not mean I am those things. It does not mean, uh, it does not mean anything. Like there's right. very little meaning to make there. 
but that's that's chronic anxiety. Like I didn't expect to drive up to that drive-through that day and have to wrestle with like, man, what am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to show up here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talk about that, like, it being stirred up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So so yeah. you were stirred in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And how do you mitigate that? What, and what would you say about, what, what does it mean to be stirred? Um, yeah. To, to be stirred up. So so I would def- I would say I'm stirred up when, well, well, there's some physical indicators where I know this, where my heart races, um, mm-hmm. My my skin gets a little warm, like I know. Yep. <laughs> I'm sitting in that drive-through that day, and my heart is racing, right? Yeah. Uh, I can feel my skin get warm. I can feel all those physical indicators. But what that what that stirred up meant for me internally was, uh, I'm I'm gonna maybe want to show up in ways that I've always showed up, not in ways that I want to show up. I'm gonna show up in ways that are default or autopilot. Yeah. So in, in that moment, my 35 years of default was don't let this person think negatively about me. Yeah. Right? Uh, don't disappoint this person. Don't, um, don't do anything that gives this barista a reason to say something negative. Yeah. Right? Protect against that. Mm. So being stirred up was that's what I've always done, but I don't think that's what I want to do. So stirred yeah. up makes it harder for me to get to here's what I want to do yeah. versus here's what I That's normally great. would do. Yep. What would you say about stirred up? Yeah, I think that I think your your explanation was was pretty solid. Like I, I when I was thinking about this topic and in examples of acute and chronic, um, like I'll sit at a at a game, at a baseball game, yeah. and somebody hits a foul ball into the bleachers and everybody's ducking. I don't duck. I want to catch that ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my reaction is I'm not stirred up in the moment like a lot of other people are, and sometimes that's based on experience of yeah. having survived and lived through the experience. Yeah. Um, so, um, when when I am stirred up, normally, I can't get I my my gut takes over, mm. my heart takes over and I can't get to my head to my yeah. best thinking to yeah. my best thinking and and when I'm in my thinking processes uh, I genuinely or generally respond better yeah and yeah. Um, so you know I don't want to let the anxiety uh, drive the bus yeah I, I want my best thinking uh, to drive the bus as a staff. I mean, we have we have these values where we want to um, have a fun-loving attitude, and um, that's that's the first of our of six values. So one of the ways that we live into this is uh, we will take a break every every few days, in the middle of the afternoon, and we kick around a hacky sack. Nice. <laughs> I'm so jealous. It is ridiculous. Well, come on over. Any um, <laughs> afternoon at three, uh, and it's not any because some days that doesn't work. So anyway, but what what happens is um, there's this little bag, and and you kick it uh, like a soccer ball, and people just run from like if that thing is coming at you, um, they duck or they mm. they move out of the way. Well, I was taught in little league baseball back at around age eight that that ball 
needs to hit you. Yeah. And, and if it's coming at you, body bunt. And I would get ice cream if it landed fair. <laughs> so if the ball hit me in the shoulder, it would land fair. So like my, I'm not triggered to it. When yeah. that when that hacky sack is kicked at me, I'm like, come on, hit me. And we keep it alive and we keep playing. The idea is how many touches can you get yeah. without it touching the floor. Yeah. So I don't get stirred up in, in the game of hacky sack very often unless somebody makes fun of the fact that it takes effort for me to bend over and pick it up now because I'm in my mid-50s and I'm my body has, um, I've been hard on my body over the course of my lifetime. Yeah. Um, but there are other situations where I don't respond the way I want to, where I'm triggered if somebody cracks the wrong joke mm. in that moment. Yeah. And, and so then I get opportunities to manage myself yeah. in the moment yeah. and not react. And what, what's, what's been true is like, when I would get stirred up in situations when I failed, Mm-hmm. or I thought I was a failure is I reacted and I responded mm-hmm. in, in a way that led to death. I mean, to, yeah. my autopilot way of being was not healthy. It yeah. wasn't helpful. And so I've learned to laugh at myself mm-hmm. from kicking a stupid little bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we, I don't know if we've said this before, but like practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes progress. Yeah. And, and, and so I can... I can become less anxious, yeah. Because um, it's so. What if they uh, are having fun with me because bending over and picking the thing up off of the floor sucks? Um, that doesn't mean that I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't have to. I'm not going to die. Yeah, yeah. If they, I mean, that is. There's no actual threat here. Yeah. Unless. I take myself so seriously that um, that I am reactive and pouty and yeah. so forth. So, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be like that. Yeah, yeah. How, how it was a long you... rant, sorry. No, I think it was good. <laughs> I, and I am still kind of stuck on the hacky sack hey, thing. I'm telling you, yeah. Uh, is legit. The mail person will walk <laughs> in, the mail delivery person, and we're like, come on to play. And no. Um, <laughs> 70 year old elders come in once in a while, somebody will. I mean, it's great. <laughs> and uh, we're not very good at it. Y- you should know, I'm of the age where, like, I was in the middle of the hacky set craze hey. as it was happening. Yeah. So I'm in, man. All right. Well, I will let you know. <laughs> When it's coming. And I'm arrogant enough to think that because I was good when I was in middle school that I'm still good now. Sure. Not true. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so, so what's the, like, what's, what's the work to do here? Like, what, what is, what's a practical way to make some progress? Like, how do we get to where what we want or how we want to show up is actually how we start to show up? If, if not perfectly, right? Because it won't be. It won't be. How, how do we begin that process to say, this is what I used to do and be yeah. uh, in these moments of being stirred up to now, here's how I am going to try to be. It's a slow plod, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Right. So some of the ways I think we've talked about this previously and, and the, some of the work we've done is like, can I actually like slow down, 
and pay attention to my life. Yeah. Pay yeah. attention to my day. There were so many times when, when I would leave a conflicted conversation or a heated situation or I would roll my eyes because somebody said something that I disagreed with and, and I had no idea I was doing it. Yeah. Except for, like, I would do this at home, and my wife Kathy would, I would, she didn't have to say anything. Mm. I know I did something. Yeah. yeah. And I would roll my eyes, and, um, and the, the impact of that was terrible, but I was, I was emotionally stirred up, and something in me was triggered. I was threatened, um, and... Uh, in my being stirred up, I had no idea why I was reacting. Mm, yeah. So, so if I can get, if I can start to take a look at my life and my experiences, I can move from oblivion. Yeah. Uh, to saying, oh well, I did that yesterday, and I'm sorry. Or let's talk about that thing that I did. I can move from oblivion to aware yeah. to like stopping myself when I'm about to do the thing because yeah. I am stirred up. I can, I can begin to notice it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I, I love this idea that self-awareness leads us to, to, to this spectrum and this progress of mm -hmm. saying, we don't know we're showing up like this. We don't know we're stirred up. We don't know that what I want and what I'm doing don't align to now, like, well, we can notice it. Uh, I can notice it after I go through the drive through at Scooters. Yeah. Um, versus, well, today I'm gonna notice it while it's going on. Yep. And, and that's not to say, definitely, in that month of going through Scooters, I definitely bought a cookie a couple times so sure. I could tip that. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> there are- Which is kind. Yes. I mean, that's being yes. nice. And it was an anxious, <laughs> and it okay. was an anxious response. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, okay. That's, it, it, if, it, if that's true, good. It wasn't every honest. day, right? It wasn't yeah. a win every yeah. day. Yeah. But to even to notice it in real time, I think, I think that yeah. that's the win. Yeah. yeah. Because now we have a choice to make. Am I going to let the, the anxiety yeah. rule the day? And am yeah. I going to keep doing the thing I do? The downward spiral towards... Um, being habitually disobedient, yeah. not being the being the toward the false self, to not being who and how I want to be, or can I uh, take charge of those things? And yeah. like um, the every time I get in my truck, you look out the the passenger door. I look in that mirror, and it's like objects in the mirror are closer than they appear, and and that old all the threats are right back there. The things that used yeah. to have control over me still can if I let them, or I can, I can see it, I can assess it, I can ask myself questions, right? Do you do this? Do you ever ask yourself questions? Like, is there actually a threat here? And, and then I can like survey the situation. I'm, my eyes are darting as I'm looking yeah. at you, like, okay, yeah. what, where is it? What, is there a threat out there? And normally the answer is nope. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, when you feel that thing coming, right? Mm -hmm. When you feel, when you're feeling stirred up and you're about to do the thing, what question hmm. do you ask that would be helpful? Because I think, it, I think this is the, if there is a secret sauce, it, it's this. Yeah. Um, it's to be able to ask yourself a question in real time yeah. and assess the threat. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I, I ask, and, and my question is different than everybody else's question, yeah. right? Like, I, I don't pretend to think anybody else is going to use the same question, but, but the question I need to ask myself is what's true. Mm. What, what I know about me is that I, I can lean towards feelings over facts. Like, I sometimes feel these things so strongly um, that, that I can get to the place where I think, man, this is so strong, this must be real. Mm. Uh, so um, an example of this would be, I, you know, I, I sit around a table with really smart people once a week. Yep. I, I can ask myself, when I feel stirred up, when I feel the threat of not being smart enough to be at the table, like, I can ask myself what's true. And, and I have to ask it of myself. I can't just say, Kurt, you are, you belong here. God put you here. I have to ask the question and actually have to answer it. There's something in the, yeah. the answering. Um, so I have to tell myself, I have to ask myself what, what's true. Yeah. That's the simple. That's a great question. Yeah. 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 And, and, and some people, some people are, you know, more connected to their thinking than their feelings. And that probably wouldn't work for them, but, but I am a lot, I am very connected to, to what I'm feeling. So I have to, I have to get to the, the fact side. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. A lot of times I'll ask myself, um, uh, I'll be feeling something in the moment mm-hmm. and, and I'll just ask the question, what is that about right mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you so bent out of shape mm-hmm. about this? And that will, it pushes pause mm-hmm. on my emotions on my reactions yeah. in the yeah. way that I either open my mouth or manage my face. <laughs> so Ooh, my face is a tell. <laughs> I mean, what I'm thinking often comes is before it's spoken, it is experienced mm. yeah. by yeah. people around me. And mm. so if, if I can, if I can sense it coming, okay, what's that about? Why are you going to do that right now? Do you really want it? Um, Super helpful. Just to pay attention, right? And because I think we are just like hurtling through space. You've said uh, in our first episode or two that this is just the way living is. This is what it's like to be human. Yeah. To be just my language today is hurtling through space. Like we're just flying through life, doing what we do all the time and doing what we do when we do it, normally when we're stirred and it, there's just, I think there's another way. Yeah. And, and so can we stop? Mac Davis is ringing in my head right now. Do you know Mac Davis? No. Man, 1970s, A Stop and Smell the Roses. It's a great song. You should listen to <laughs> this it. This is a song? Yes, a song. A guy named this? Mac Davis. Yep. Okay. Stop and Smell. But like the whole idea, can I, can I pause? Can I slow down enough yeah. to be aware? You know, so you brought in the idea of self-awareness so that anxiety my that intense response to an actual or perceived threat doesn't win the day but my be- better thinking does yeah that's really good chris i love i mean when you said uh there's another way mm. i just want to like fist pump <laughs> yeah well, that's a that's fist pump. that's a go. that's a come on that's a well, preach brother 
Because I think that's, ultimately, that's it. And maybe, maybe everybody's thrilled with their life and they don't make any mistakes. And maybe anxiety doesn't get the best of them. Do you know anybody like that? I know no one <laughs> like that. <laughs> I know a lot of people who are still unaware yes. that, that, yes. that the, what they're doing and how they're showing up in the world is in response to anxiety and that there is more, there is uh, healthier yeah. ways of engaging the world yeah. and we want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think I get so excited when I hear you talk about that because I, I think this is, this is the biggest impact point for me over the last seven mm -hmm. or eight years. For sure. Like, my goodness, there is another way. Like, God desires another way. Not mm -hmm. just there is another way. Yeah. We're created for another mm -hmm. way, right? Yeah. So I think this resonates so deeply with why I feel so strongly about this work. So I, I love that you brought God into the conversation. This was not in our planner in the script, but so I'm going to ask you. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. And uh, I ask the questions around here, Chris. Hey, <laughs> is there a threat right now for me <laughs> in asking Kurt this question? I don't think so. But, but the scriptures will say, don't be anxious about anything. Yeah. But in everything, yeah. with prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. And then it goes on. And, and I could do the going on. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to. I wonder what you would say about that. Yeah. I think the Is first two putting you on a spot. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. I'll give it a shot. All right. Um, <laughs> which also, I'm I'm having words of Ron Reenstra run through my head to be ready to preach, pray, or die. Hey, yeah. And it feels a little bit yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, so here, here we go. Um, I think my initial response to that is I, I for many years would have read that um, as the scripture saying, "Don't be anxious." And if you are, you're bad. Yeah. Right. If if you are, you're mm -hmm. not a good Christian, yeah. Or your faith isn't strong enough, mm -hmm. or you're not praying right. Um, I I actually think, like, I, I think this is the work, right? I I don't think the scripture is saying like wagging a finger, saying, "Hey, this thing's gonna pop up. Don't be anxious." Yeah. Um, like I think that's the work we're invited into, and I I think it's only because of the Holy Spirit giving mm -hmm. us this. Uh, giving us this ability and this grace to lean into this work, to wonder about why we're anxious. Yeah. Um, that we can even fathom this scripture that says, don't be anxious. Yeah. Um, I, I think my immediate response is like, yeah, for years I would have heard this said as like, just stop. Yeah. Right. Stop. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> it says, don't be anxious. Just, yeah. just tell yourself more. Don't be anxious. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's self-fulfilling prophecy all the way yeah. back to the beginning. Yeah. If you're anxious, if yeah. you think about this, you're going to be anxious all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. False. False. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think the things that we talk about in, in, in our work as coaches and in our own work, I think are actually really connected to this, yeah. to this sort of passage in scripture. Yeah. I, what do you want to say? I, I, well, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree completely. I mean, Jesus was really clear. In the world, you will have trouble. Yeah, and we can take heart because yeah. He's overcome the world. But it's, um, it's, is Jesus uh, 
also gives us brains, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we also have been given brains. We're able to think for ourselves. We're able to engage in make decisions on our own. Yeah. And and yeah. because we have, because there is free will and all these things, like the the tools of awareness and the tools of understanding yeah. anxiety for what it is and seeing it for what it is and discerning the threats. I mean, we're also supposed to be... Uh, wise yeah how's it go yeah anyway we're supposed to be wise yeah. yeah not do the things the serpent would tell us to do but but pay attention and and a lot of times the the autopilot responses or the triggered responses are not yeah. what jesus would have us yeah do. yeah and, and so for for that yep jesus overcame the world jesus has given us brains and there are ways in which um and he has worked in the lives of other human beings in ways that can help us be unstuck to yeah. stop doing the things that we do. Yeah. Which is really what we hope to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which I think would, uh, would lead us just to say that, you know, we, we, we are, as Brimstone Coaching Group, we, we want to do this work with our listeners with other people that feel stuck or exhausted or um, who, who might hear those words, don't be anxious, right? And, and maybe even feel something negative in that. Like those are people we want to journey with. So um, I think it's safe to say, Chris, if anybody wants to uh, talk more about that, we'd love to, we'd love to do that too. Yeah. Brimstonecoachinggroup.com. Schedule your initial inquiry schedule a call it's right there on the website we'd love to engage and have a conversation about anxiety well thanks chris i, th I think we're gonna uh leave this conversation here but there's a there's another part to this yeah that, that we're gonna get to so sounds great This has been the Brimstone Coaching Group Podcast with Kurt Bush and Chris Godfordson. For more information on the Brimstone Coaching Group or to schedule your initial coaching call, go to brimstonecoachinggroup.com.